All righty. Hey, everyone. This is our, our podcast. We have a podcast now. I know. That is so cool. My name is David, or Pastor David of House of Rest Church. And I'm Sharon. I'm the wife. My beautiful wife. Thanks, honey. So we just want to welcome you to this podcast. Let them know how this started. It started as a... Well, it started with you actually doing the first devotional. And I remember people would hear my voice on the side. And on YouTube. Like, yes, on YouTube. And I finally started popping my head in, and one day I just sat down with you, and the rest is history. So here we are, Mm -hmm. doing devotionals every morning, and it has been such a blessing. So with that said, uh, please visit us at www.houseofrestchurch.com, and uh, we hope that you really enjoy it, because we can be a little crazy sometimes. Yeah, our whole reason is to be relevant, take a Bible truth, and make it relevant, Thank you so much, and enjoy this podcast. See you guys later. All right. We better go, because I don't want them to think we're crazy. We are crazy, though. Oops. Bye. <laughs> Five, four, three, two. Blast off. One. God bless you. Sunday evening for us. Monday morning for all of you, and I pray that you're already having a blessed morning. Amen. Is this camera crooked? I think so. Ah, that's weird. No, I think we're okay. It's kind of creepy. Oh, yeah, it was. Bam. There it is. Now we're straight. All right. Straight up. Yeah. So, <clears throat> we had a great service today. Yes, Pastor Carlos and, and Sister Gracie. Yeah, such a great message through their testimony. It was yeah. their marriage testimony, and it was just amazing. It really ministered to me. It ministered to so many people in so many ways. Yeah. And it's, it's wonderful when you can hear... Um, that people, nobody's perfect. You know, there's so many flaws. And, and a lot of the times they think because you're pastors, you're leaders, or you're just a Christian that you, need, you, that you have a life that's never been flawed. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, the reason why we seek Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is because we have those flaws, you know, and he's the only one the only one that can really take notice of us. That, and Look at that in the back corner. What? That sweeper. Oh, I was taking that to the church and I forgot it. I, I put it there so I wouldn't forget it. Look how ghetto that looks. Okay, go move it. Be right back, guys. Forget, Don't go nowhere. Forget you saw that. Don't look. Don't look at that thing. <laughs> Do not look at it. All right. So weird. I should have just said it was part of the cross wall or something. I don't know. But today we had um, a lot of disinfecting and a lot of, you know, uh, just preparing the church for, you know, for our family and stuff. Yeah, we had a great service. People, I, I had, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know if anyone was going to show up. Yeah. You know, um, I did announce that we're going to have service. You know, I know that they had said if it's 250 people or more, but we don't even have 250 chairs. You know, so we went ahead and had service. Wasn't sure if people were going to come, and people came. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it felt good. It felt good to address. I, I think sometimes, um, like, uh, it's important as a pastor to address them, to, to, to give words of encouragement, you know? Absolutely. You know, in the same way when, I mean, regardless of how you feel about the president, when he gives a speech or something on a time like this, people are, like, watching because you want 
I don't know what it we is. Want it just feels. We want to know. But what's besides happening. information, it just brings comfort. Yeah, it brings comfort. Yeah. So in the same way, in a way smaller scale, as a pastor of House Arrest, I felt like even though I wasn't going to preach, it was important to give a word of encouragement yeah. and it to solidify and peace. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, and just coming together in prayer, um, which today they they just wanted everybody to be praying which was very important and opening up in prayer and really coming in together collectively uh, to pray for our nation, which was really, really important. Yeah. You know, there's so many people out there that are working around the clock, um, especially our health officials, anybody in the health industry right now is a, is a tough time for every single, every single person in the health industry. It's a moment where, their lives just changed as well, yeah. you know, because of the fact that they're, they are working nonstop. And that means that their families as well are giving up that time and everything with their family. And of course the risk that they're taking as well. Um, but we just appreciate those who are in the health industry and we want to continue praying for every single person that is out there um, and really putting their hand to the plow in this situation um, and for those people who are just praying uh, fervently and that you're not stopping, you're not seizing, continue praying. That's all we can do is continue praying for our nation. I love what you told me um, or what you told us to this morning, that as many people were trying to flee China, you know, the Christians were coming out and running towards yeah. the situation and everything and I think that's what sometimes sometimes we need to do. If we're capable to do it, then let's do it, you know? Yeah, yeah I'm going to splice that part where I spoke mm -hmm. into this. And okay. then, yeah, so I'm going to do it right now. How many of you serve Jesus? Right? I want to remind you of something. Is that being smart and being fearful are completely different things. Being smart and being fearful are completely different things. So I want to remind you today that the God you serve is the one that lay hands on the leper. The God that you serve is the one that says, I will take your diseases away. The God that you serve, he says, I will sit on the throne and nothing will stand above me. He reigns no matter what. He reigns on the throne. He has your family. He has your loved ones. He has your children. He has your home. He has our city. He has our state. He has our nation. He controls all things. The whole world is in the hands of Christ. There was one thing to be smart. It's another to be fearful. God did not give us a spirit of fear. He did not give us a spirit of fear. The spirit of fear will not take over our hearts and put a darkness and a fear over our hearts. I declare it in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit will come across this country and come across this nation and come across everybody that is watching, Lord God. You have given us the Holy Ghost, Lord God. And in that, Lord God, you have gave us the commandment to lay hands on the sick. And the sick shall recover, Lord God. So right now we start with our own heart, Lord God. And we cast out that spirit of fear in the name of Jesus right now. In your precious name, Lord God. In your precious name, Lord. In your name that we serve, we have been washed in your blood. The vaccination is the blood of Jesus Christ in our lives. Yes, Lord, I thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for our strength. We thank you, Lord God, for our wisdom. We thank you, Lord God, for everything that you have given to each and every one of us, Lord God. 
We thank you, Lord, because you are awesome. We love you, Lord. Lord, we love you, Lord God. We take away any thoughts of fear. Matter of fact, Lord, to give us a word on who to pray for. Give us a word on where to go to pray for those, Lord God. When we go into the places and people are pandemonium, Lord God, we pray for the spirit of peace, Lord God. Not the peace of this earth, but the peace that's in heaven that's beyond understanding, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you. I also want to remind you, the scripture says that the voice you obey, that's the one that you become a slave to. The voice that you obey is the one that you become a slave to. So maybe you got to turn that TV off and get into prayer and start listening to the voice that you want to obey. I refuse. I'm not going to listen to what the news says. I'm saying be smart, but not in fear. I'm going to be a slave to the words of God. I'm going to be a slave to him. Because he's my master. Fear isn't my master. Coronavirus isn't my master. Sickness and disease ain't my master. My master is the one that died on the cross 2,000 years ago. And three days later, he rose again. He is the one. He's the only one. His name is above all names. His name is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He is the one. He's a shepherd. He's a good gate. He's a good God. He's the everlasting Father. He is the one, the Lamb, that died for and shed his blood for our sins. He's the one that defeated hell and death. He took the keys of Hades and of death. He's the one that we serve. Do I understand why some people are watching us online? Yes, I do. It's okay. It's okay to be smart. But what I'm trying to tell you, do not have a spirit of fear. God did not give you the spirit of fear. He didn't. He didn't. What does he say? He says, don't let your heart be troubled. He says, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. You know, and that's what I just wanted to share with you guys. If not, let your heart be troubled. Be smart, but no fear. This is the house of God. This is a place where we come to worship. We don't know what's going to happen in the next coming months, next coming weeks. We don't know. This could be like, you know, everybody was freaking out, talking about other stuff, and then it moves on to the next, or it could do more. I don't know. But what I do know is whether or not we can gather like this in the next weeks, or whether we can't, I don't know. As long as we can, we will. But even if we can't, Sunday service will still go on at 10 o'clock. Even if I, we got to stand here by ourselves and preach into that phone, thank God for technology. Sunday service will never stop, regardless whether we can gather or not, because the church cannot be contained. The church is not the four buildings of the wall. The church, we could have church in our living rooms. We could have church wherever it is. If we got to gather in each other's houses and put this YouTube on and watch service, we're going to have service together. That I can promise you. That 10 o'clock service will never stop. Daily devotionals will never stop. Wednesday night Bible study will never stop. It will not stop. It will not stop. They can't stop it. No virus can stop it. Matter of fact, men, empires haven't stopped the gospel. Kings haven't stopped the gospel. Presidents, laws, wars, gangs, whatever it is, has not stopped the gospel. Nothing can stop the gospel. Do you understand that any door that Jesus Christ opens, nobody can shut. And that includes any disease. That includes any sickness. It cannot be stopped. 
So I just wanted to give you a word of encouragement. I wanted to encourage you. And I know I'm not even preaching today. I know that. But I just wanted to encourage you and remind you that he did not give us a spirit of fear. How many times have you heard me say that everywhere I go, I know demons run from me? How many of you have heard me say that? Not because I'm special, but because I have Christ in me. So I want you to put this in your mind and in your heart. When you go places, when you got to go to the store, when you got to go, put it in your heart. Settle it right now that everywhere sickness is, it has to run from you. Because every demon, every spirit, anything not of God has to run from you. Because if you walk in with fear, the voice that you listen to, you become its slave. This is a big deal. This verse, I've said it over and over and over. This is more important than I've ever said it. Please settle it right now that the voice I obey is the one I become a slave to. So I'm going to obey the voice of God that says that everywhere I go, that demons are going to flee from me because, because God is in me. Christ is in me. I am completely saturated in his blood, covered in his blood. He rose again. If three days, after three days, and his body just completely run and torn and shredded, and three days he can be healed again. Come on, man. This is the God that we serve. This is the God that we serve. Settle it in your heart. Settle who it is you're going to obey. Like Joshua said, choose today who you're going to serve. Choose today. He didn't give us a spirit of fear. I keep saying that over and over. You know why? Because the news keeps saying a bunch of other stuff over and over. So what's wrong with me saying that over and over and over? He didn't give you a spirit of fear. He did not give you a spirit of fear. You are filled with power. You are filled with the Holy Ghost. You are filled with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You are covered in the anointing of the Holy God that we serve. And he reigns, and he reigns forever. Come on. Right. Things come and go, but Jesus always stands. Right. He reigns. All right. I don't have the clicker, so you're going to have to do it. But we're going to... Um... Okay, we're back. So we just wanted I think to that share was important. that word. I think yeah. that was really, really, to me, what that did to me, it gave me a lot of, a lot of hope. Um, it made me realize that I was doing the right thing. You know that I've been somebody who's had medical issues and has had, you know, a low immune system for a very long time. I've, I'm only going on three months of not um, take, not being on all my medications, mm-hmm. the brain stuff and all that stuff. Um, so for me, it was a trying time for a moment because I was like, man, um, maybe I got to take more precaution and everything, but I'm going to tell you guys something that I felt so much peace, um, being surrounded by God's people and being, being in God's house today. It just made me feel so good. And I just felt so blessed, you know, because truly, truly, we don't, we don't fear because we know who we serve and because I know who I am, I know that I can allow that to um, come into my life and, and, and let me live in fear and panic. I don't want to do that. Yeah. If anything, what I want to do is take care of myself better um, and just continue to prayer and just know that I need to make sure that I'm putting in the right nutrition into my body so that way I can be able to fight off any yeah. illnesses and stuff, which is you know to make my immune system stronger and do all of those things. So it just, it gave me a lot of hope being there today. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> what was cool is uh, at 10 o'clock when we started service, I probably could have counted everyone there in both of my hands. Yeah. So I thought, 
That's all right. We're going to have service. Because I did tell everybody, if you feel safe or staying home, just watch online. Because we did have a spike in views. Yeah, we did. Like, as of right now, we're at over 300 views on that sermon. Yeah. You know, right now. But... So uh, I didn't want to hold it against nobody because I, you know, I just said, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna preach regardless, you know. But please just watch it online. Yeah. And um, but like when I actually went up to to do announcements, we we're like at eighty percent of our congregation was there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so beautiful. And it was beautiful because I'll tell you what, guys. You know, we know that we are the church, not the building. We're the church. Yeah. And for that moment, did we have hand sanitizer? Yes, yes, we did. You know, so don't take this wrong like we're being unsafe. But people were hugging. People were shaking hands. People were embracing, you know, because they're just like, man, you know, it's like we are family. Yeah. And we were being... I, I, mean, I tried to elbow and they're all like, come here. And yeah. I'm like, whoa, okay. You know, <laughs> you know amen, praise God. And, I'm a hugger. And it's like... <clears throat> You know, and I would never want to make a video saying we're being irresponsible because, you know, we're, when we leave there, I mean, we had hand sanitizer stuff there for yeah, everybody. Yeah, I disinfected everything. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like we're family and we're going to do this and we're here to worship God. We're here in the name of Jesus. And as you heard, you heard what I said on the, you know, a few seconds ago on um, the little e- excerpt I put. But it was a great time because you know why? Because... These are these are trying times, and we don't know what holds in the future. Yeah. We don't know if we're going to be allowed to have service next Sunday. We have no idea, you know. So it felt good because in my mind, I, I'm like talking to everybody, addressing everybody, and I'm like, it could very well be normal next Sunday, or it could be not, you know. And I wanted to embrace that moment yes. of my brothers and yes. my sisters, Amen. you know. Amen. And I I did reassure them. I said, regardless of what happens, regardless if we can gather again, I said, I will reassure you this. Next Sunday, we will have service at 10, even if it's online. Yeah. And we will have the devotionals every morning. Mm-hmm. It, our Bible studies. We're still going to have our Bible study, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and even our Thursday and Friday, we'll teach them how to put it on themselves and mm-hmm. do it straight live or pre-record yeah. it. It won't Whatever stop. Whatever needs to be done, we'll keep it going. It won't stop because the gospel can't be stopped. Yeah. I'll do worship as normal. You'll go preach, and it'll be just us two there, but that's okay. You know, I used to preach in the prison yard with, like, between 7 to 15 brothers. And I remember I shared this. A brother said, man, brother, when you preach, you preach like you're preaching to a thousand people. It's just us. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, I'm getting ready. (laughs) I'm getting ready, you know? Because, you know, it's like what you do with a little. Yeah. You know, what we do with what we exemplify is yeah. exemplifying to so many that you don't even realize. There's so many eyes watching. There's so many people that are constantly, you know, have their eyes focused on you because they don't know any other way. And they're trying to figure out why you have so much joy, why you have so much yeah. peace, why you're, you're you're not feeling all this calamity, why you're not stressing or anything and it's because you have the joy of the lord because you have jesus yeah that's why and when you do that you're an example to so many and we got to continue being that because there's so many out there that still don't believe that still don't know christ Mm -hmm. and through you it will be the only time that they will come to know him and then and i told carlos right oh you weren't there right literally two minutes before service because i knew carlos and Gracie was gonna we're gonna preach, mm-hmm. and it was only a handful of people there. 
And I, I was in the lobby, and I told Carlos, I said, Carlos and Gracie, I said, listen, I don't know how you feel about talking to a few people. I felt kind of bad because they're finally going to speak and nobody was there, you know, mm-hmm. but I reminded them, I said, listen, regardless of how many people show up, there's going to be over 300 people that are going to watch this sermon because of you guys. Yeah, amen. I said, have you ever preached in front of 300 people? He goes, yeah, once at a conference. I said, well, I want you to imagine that because that's the people that are going to be watching. Amen. I said, and maybe even more. Amen. You know, I just wanted to encourage them because it does get awkward when you have a few people. But then people started coming. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, you know, so. I love seeing my family. Yeah. I really do. I, You know, it's the only family I really know, you guys. I don't know, you know, my mom, my mom and my kids and, you know, maybe my, my and my sister are my only family that I have. But the family that I have is my church family. I don't know much other family mm-hmm. than just that. And when I truly say that my church family is my church family, it is, you know, for those who want to be in my life, man, I'm there. I'm there 100 percent. So it's it's nice yeah. to have that. It really is nice to have that. So, I don't want to not give you a word. I didn't even have a scripture in mind, but this came to my mind right now. <clears throat> not sure why. I'm not we'll know right now. saying it specifically fits to what it is we're talking about, but we're going to see. You know, um, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Through like 20. Oh, 10 to 20. Probably. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. Um, it says this. I might read part of it. Have you read part of it? And then we'll um, go back. What? Is the scripture I... The scripture I, um, I quoted from my brother. Oh, really? When, when he passed away. Yeah. So Ephesians chapter 6, verse... 10, starting at 10. And this is Paul writing to the church in Ephesus. Paul stayed in Ephesus for two years building up leaders. He actually started a Bible school that it would be considered a Bible school now. But he tells them, he was finally my brethren. Um, Actually, first let me say this. Paul started this church. He was there for two years. But when he wrote this letter, he was in prison. He was in prison and he was missing these brothers. Okay, and I want you to hear hear it from a man. Here is Paul in prison writing to the church that he loved. And he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So he's in prison telling them to be strong. He says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. You you have 10 to 12 separated? Yeah. Read that part first. I'm reading out of the message, and it says, And that about wraps it up. God is strong, and he wants you strong. So take everything the master has set out for you. Well-made weapons of the best materials. And put them to use so you will be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. This is no afternoon athletic contest that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This is for keeps, a life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. Um, 
look up in the King James, the old King James, just regular NKG. Okay. I mean, not NKG, uh, uh, just K. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Be close somewhere around there. Right here. Yeah. Read it says that part. the read um ten through twelve. Hmm. Yeah. Do I try it? Finally, to... my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Okay, look at the Amplified. I'm doing this for a reason. I want to see something. Where's it at? It says, In conclusion, be strong in the Lord, draw your strength from Him, and be empowered through your union with Him, and in the power of His boundless might. Put on the full armor of God, for His precepts are like the splendid armor of a heavily armed soldier. So that you may be able to successfully stand up against all the schemes and the strategies and the deceits of the devil. Is that 12 also? Oh, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. Amen. How about NIV? That's the last one, sorry. Just 12. No, it's okay. Just verse 12 in NIV. Um, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of his darkness, of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Hmm. There's a translation, I don't remember which one it is then, where it says this, and, and I'm going to break it down like this in verse 12. Verse 12 says, for we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, right? Mm-hmm. But against principalities, uh, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Okay, so I don't remember what translation, but basically it says that we fight against the rulers of the air. I realize now why the Lord had me read this right now. Because it's reminding us that our fight isn't against each other, especially in a time like this. Our fight is against an enemy that's in the air. Mm-hmm. Because what, why, is there, why, why are they telling people to lock it down? Why are they telling people not to gather in groups? Because of the air that we breathe. That we don't fight against flesh and blood. We don't fight for toilet paper. <laughs> You know, we don't fight for food because the enemy is something that's in the air. But I love the reminder. It's against principalities. Principalities means this, is that when there's a king, the king, uh, he puts over provinces, he puts princes, a prince, and a prince has a principality. So there's, there's demonic things that have principalities over places. So we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle, we fight against principalities and against powers and against the rulers of the darkness of this age. Against spiritual hosts. Spiritual ho- the word host means armies. Mm-hmm. So we're fighting spiritual armies of wickedness in the heavenly places. 
So <clears throat> when they're talking about, see, when they say heavenly places in the Bible, they're either talking about heaven where God is or our atmosphere, mm-hmm. you know, our air, the air that we breathe. There's spiritual host. There's wickedness in the heavenly places. There's wickedness in the air around us, in other words. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that in a sense, we can say that there is an enemy in the air that literally wants to attack us. Yeah. How do we confront that? In verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done it all, to stand. Therefore, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. What's the truth, Jesus Christ? Having put on the breastplate of righteousness, meaning, where does the breastplate go? Over your heart to be righteous. To be righteous is to seek after righteousness, to do what's right. You know, so you, you're going to do what's right. You're going to put that over your heart. Uh, uh, verse 15, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The sandals that you put is the gospel, the gospel story. 16, above all, taking the shield of faith. It is that shield of faith. It is your faith that's going to block away the things, right? Yeah. So it says, and taking on the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And 17, and take the, the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Is 17 separate? Okay. No, wait. 18. No, wait. Yeah. That's 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Remember, he's in prison. That in it, I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Amen. In the message, it says, Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get, every weapon God has issued, so that when it's all over, but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. In the same way, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirit up so that no one falls behind or drops out. And don't forget to pray for me. Pray that I'll know what to say and have the courage to say it at the right time. Telling the mystery to one and all, the message that I, jailbird preacher that I am, irresponsible, am responsible for getting out. Amen. That was good. Amen. You know, so, you know, it, it, it brought me to, to, it made me think about my brother. You know, my brother has a 25 year sentence. He's already done 17, about 17, 18 years. Um, and you know, he's calling and encouraging us, Mm -hmm. you know, and saying, you know, telling my mom, you know, that, uh, he's praying for the family and that we need to, has he called recently since all this? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and that um, that he doesn't want to see her stress. He doesn't want her see her be chaotic or go through what he's seeing on the news and everything. Mm-hmm. And it just it just 
made me think of that, you know, mm-hmm. being under the circumstances and everything. He's in still, prison trying to encourage. And he's speaking life to all those that are out here. Yeah. And he's, you know, putting that, planting that seed of faith and planting that seed. And, you know, I think that that's, I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I believe that Paul, even though he was trying to encourage the, the church of Ephesus, him not realizing it, that the Holy Spirit was using Paul and his words to encourage us today in 2020. Yeah. Or whatever year you're watching this, whatever month or day you're watching this, that he wrote this without realizing he was writing it to us and to you, that we be prepared. You know, the, the, the one thing I want to say is that he described a soldier, a soldier that was ready for battle with a helmet on, with the chest plate on, <laughs> with the sword in his hand and a shield and his and his. And his shoes, his sandals tightened. Amen. You know, and you know the and 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 it's like the Bible says that he describes us as soldiers. What do soldiers do? They fight. Yeah. That's what we do. We fight. We they fight. Go out and conquer. Yeah. Not for not against flesh and blood. See the the the, the crusaders back in the day, they they read that and they took it wrong. They thought we got to literally fight. We got to kill. We got to, you know, take and conquer this and that. That is never what Jesus was talking about. Jesus goes, I don't want to, I don't want to conquer their cities. I want to conquer their hearts. Mm-hmm. Jesus is like, I don't care about the cities. I don't care about the land. I don't, I don't care about your, your, your palaces and, and all this stuff. Jesus wants to win souls. He wants to win lives. He had already won that battle. The victory was already ours you know and he was trying to just conquer our hearts yeah where our heart was you know what was our mindset you know and i think that a lot of the times our mindset thinking that we needed to go into this physical battle when in true real true reality the battle had been won already yeah there was a victory we have the victory through him so yeah we we don't fight against flesh and blood guys and i think i think that that verse means something different in this time right now. And I think when all those people, instead of running away from and ran towards, that shows victory. Yeah. Because they already knew. They already knew in their heart. They yeah. knew. Exactly. You know, I was, I was seeing a thing that even back in the during the bubonic plague or the black plague, as they call it, uh, two-thirds of Europe died. Yeah. Um. You know who went to bury the bodies? Christians. Christians. While people were running away, it was believers. It was believers that were doing it, you know? And it's like, guys, we belong to something that governments can't stop. (laughs) Satan himself can't stop. Nothing. Nothing can stop the kingdom of God. Nothing. No thing can stop the kingdom. Can't move us, can't shake us, can't fear us, can't can't anything. So we just want you guys to be encouraged. And stay encouraged. Be blessed. And bless one another. Yeah, we're you know, our schedule is not changing. Uh if anything, it's even more crucial that we do these daily devotionals. It's even more crucial at a time like this, you know. Um this is a great opportunity for the church right now, I'm going to tell you, because people are afraid. 
This is a perfect time for you to shine. Amen. Yes. If you have a Christian shirt, wear it. If you have something, wear it. You know how much times I wear a House of Rest shirt or something, and somebody will stop me in my tracks or somebody, you know, because people are looking for hope. People are afraid whether they show it or not. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can't mix with that. You got to be the light because Jesus says you're the light of this world. He's the light. Therefore, you're the light because we're a moon. You know what a moon does? Reflects the light of the sun. We reflect the light of the sun, not the sun in the sky, but the son of God. And he shines upon us, you know, and this is a perfect opportunity for us to show our faith. Yes. And not just be about words. Yeah, we just connected with the pastor. Pastor, was it yesterday or day before yesterday? Yeah, day before yesterday. Yeah, we just, he saw the shirt and he's like, where is that at? You know, and we just began talking and he ended up being a pastor and, you know, we're going to get together with him and, and, you know, kind of hopefully we can come together, you know, as, as, as part of the kingdom and we can do things together. Yeah. I think those, it's so important because every single time you do wear a shirt, there's always somebody who will say something, you know, even if it's just the word Jesus, you know, anything, it, it brings a smile. It does something to somebody. I smile when I see somebody that has a shirt, this is Jesus. I always say something. Yeah. I'm like, nice shirt. (laughs) I I love it, you know, because it just brings hope and, and it makes somebody smile. It makes them remember that, you know what, Jesus is on my side. Yeah. You know, I just got to believe and I got to know. And man, just the word Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Jesus. That's right. His name. Jesus. <laughs> so um, thank you so much. If you didn't get a chance to watch the sermon, I know I already showed you a little piece of it. But um, God bless you guys. See you mm-hmm. tomorrow. And um, that's it, really. Yeah. If you're listening to this on podcast, make sure you follow us. Follow us. Um, if you're new to this channel, and thank uh, you, thank make you sure, for just being here with us. Yeah, if you're if you're watching this on YouTube and it's your first time, please subscribe, hit the like button or the thumbs up or whatever. The yeah. Like no like button and and thumbs by, up. That's Facebook. And by the way, uh, yeah. for a lot of the new comments that I'm seeing, it's so beautiful to just see how many new people are beginning to comment. Yeah, and man. Our RBT, you know, our Relevant Bible Talk family, I just love the way you guys are all reaching out to yeah. all the new people. And we got that's what we got to do, because the same way when somebody comes into the, the church. church, you know, the first thing they say is, man, we feel loved. Yeah. And, you know, here we are, the moment we have somebody new coming in onto the channel, we show them love. Let's yeah. keep doing that because remember, love conquers all. So let's keep being that positive, you know, a, a force of affection and just love people because yeah. they need that. Yeah. So yeah. keep, keep, you know, welcoming people and welcome to all the new yeah. people that are on there. So besides um, uh, uh, subscribing or hitting like, most important, please leave a comment. Yeah. Did you guys see that relevant Bible shirts we had today? That's oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right, guys. God bless you, and see you tomorrow. I love you guys. Bye. Bye.